Hey guys, welcome to another Artist Spotlight episode of Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. And tonight we are talking with Drew Leite. All right. Um, so Drew, do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about how you got into this film and a little bit about the movie? Sure. Um, I got into the film because Vinny and I, Vinny's the director, um, we worked at an animation studio and we, at, during lunch we'd sit there and, you know, animation, we were making a children's movie and we'd sit there with the directors, the producers and everyone during lunch and we'd watch other movies from the past, see what worked, see what didn't and one day everyone had meetings and had something to do besides Vinny and I and we really had not known much about each other besides working in the same office and he asked me to put on a movie and I said well you choose the genre and he's like no no you choose it it's your call I was like no you're not going to like what I choose and he's like no go for it like I like pretty much anything I was like all right, dude, like, I like horror. And he's like, oh, my God. And next thing you know, like, that led to us talking about Friday the 13th for a while, which then led to him a few months later asking me to jump on to a project with him, which was the first time we ever shot Never Hike Alone. And it, we shot it all in one day for, like, a trailer cut that we did three or four years ago. And it was absolutely awful, the stuff we shot. We, <laughs> <laughs> like... All the things that we learned that we couldn't do right, change it up, um, and just took a whole new take on it like three years after that, which was a year ago in May. And we got um, a new DP, we got an extra guy behind us, and we kind of just like went out there and we're like, what is going to like freak us out the most? It's not like, at this point, we were kind of like, well, you know, like we know we're going to have this be Jason, and it's going to basically just show off him as a scary motherfucker basically and so then we used me as just like a dummy who had some skill as far as survival win and we took that we took kind of uh, the bear grills look at it and we had one shot where we wanted it to be sort of like they're going head to head and that was the very first trailer that we did um and once we got done with that they cut it in like a week for that i think it was the may may 13th May Friday the 13th in May um, and they cut it in like a week he showed it to me I was like oh that's awesome that's exactly <laughs> so we got done with that um, and next thing we know we had like people who really wanted to see more so we kind of just that was like where it all started was like last year I guess that's awesome you know, I can I can honestly speak for everybody who wanted to see more even when this movie ended I was like I want more it was so good and, and it's funny too because we're we're pretty big fans of the original series of Friday the 13th, and this is honestly, I like this than a, like a lot better than some of the sequels to the original series. That's I just what thought I thought it. I thought it was um, a lot more scary in my opinion. Like it, for oh, me, good. like for me, I, I'm not. I, I'm a fan, but I'm not like a diehard yeah. fan of the series. So, and some of the, some of the sequels, uh, like Sarah said, just they they don't do it for me. It's not. It's not appealing, and it's not its not scary. And watching this, I was so impressed that it actually really... It gave me a lot of hope for the series, actually. Well, <laughs> like, feel, just kind of seeing it. I feel like it brought a really scary version of Jason back for, like, yeah. a new generation of people. And I think that's very special. I think Vin, like, did a really good job about, like, character development. He, like, he was like, I want to make it a simple story, just one-on-one. I don't want to have a bunch of these, like, numbskulls that can't do anything besides smoke weed and hook up 
out there getting chopped off. I want to have it be like an actual fight to the death. And at the same time, like show that Jason's not just this beast that stomps around the woods and starts picking off drunk or delirious teenagers. Like I want to show him actually like have skill and that in his like fighting abilities and at the same time fight against like a, a worthy op opponent. Um, so he like, we, we started it and he built my character super well. But the thing was is that it revolved more around my character than Jason. So we read through it with like some of the, the DP, the writers, um, Vin obviously, and the producers. And everyone was like, oh, that sounds great. And Vinny's like, well, this is, you know, it is great if it's not a Friday the 13th. But this, the thing about this is like, this seems to be Jason's big fight. And so I think that was like one of the cool things is that Vinny being, Vinny's like 6'5", and he's a big dude, um, but he's not big compared to like some of the other actors that have played Jason in the past. He's skinny, um, he's, he's like, he's lengthy. But he brought like a different aspect of Jason that was intimidating in the sense that like, he can move in a very creepy way, especially when Vinny put on that mask in the full costume. He didn't act like a director at all. He acted like Jason. And I was sitting there, there's a couple times where he just grabbed me by the back of the neck while we're off off the set. And I was like, oh my God, this is freaking me out. <laughs> but he, uh, he did a good job portraying Jason and making him a lot scarier than, I mean, doing a different creepy, scary Jason as opposed to like the previous actors that had done in the past. He, he brought a different look to it. Yeah, it definitely was a different... Uh, the whole movie had a totally different vibe, and I, and I think that it stems from what you were saying with um, Jason ha finally having a competitor opposed to somebody that he's obviously going to win over, you know what I mean? Um, I just I think that was just an, a really cool... Um, a really cool aspect to this movie is that, like, you, you kind of had hope that your character was going to survive at the end, you know? It was yeah. a very original concept, it I, was. I, you know, and it was it was cool to see that because... It, you're so used to seeing victims, so to kind of see somebody that was almost on like a seeing him almost on a like a leveled playing field, it was it was interesting. Yeah. Now, what was yeah, your I, favorite part of filming? Oh, like none of it. It was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I really like being out um, on set because everything's on location. Like you don't have to go into the studio where you're with a bunch of corporate people, That's and awesome. you just got like a stick up your butt the whole time. But like the hard part was that you know um we were with like a skeleton crew which half the time more than half the time we're shooting with like five or eight people as many as we can afford so whether it was Vinny who took like did so much grunt work as the director and producer and like everything that he did on that or myself or our dps like we had everyone helping out like we we did one hike um i would probably say like 20 times that was like a mile up a steep hill in Pacific Palisades. Oh, and you're carrying like big equipment, you're carrying canopies, you're carrying like everything you can to like, like sit up there for 15 hours and be comfortable. Um, so that itself was exhausting, but then we'd also be driving out two and a half hours out of our way, like away from our families. And we'd stay there for a weekend where you'd go, then have to drive back into the country or like into like the countryside, um, into the forest, and then go up a like dirt rocky path, find your way up there. Which half the time we had cars break down, we had to tow cars out on our own because tow trucks aren't going to go back up that way. Um, you have to go across a creek, so it, it was just, it was a lot of like exhausting work to like get around our sets, but at the same time, it made that really unique 
foggy feel that we got for the camp and then for also like some of the trails that you see Kyle and uh, Jason running around. So it made it really unique for us. No, no, I, I totally segued out of that question, but it was, I think the best part was just being with the crew because we kind of became like a family, a slasher horror family who would sit there and after we got done with the shoot, we'd sit there and talk about like our favorite movies. We would watch a movie and we just kind of shoot the shit. Um, being weird geeks about Friday the 13th and everything else that was horror. What are some of your favorite movies? I'm not like the, I got like you guys, like I'm not the biggest Friday the 13th fan. I do like, I liked um, part five, I think part four, part five, probably the most. That's us too, I think. Yeah, we really like those ones too. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm more like a suspense thriller, psychopath sort of horror film. We like those too. (laughs) Oh, like right now, um, I was really into Slasher, the show on Netflix. That was kind oh, of like I what... love the first season of that. I haven't gotten to check to... Uh... The second season's kind of weird. I haven't been able to get into the second season. But the first season was great. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Movie-wise, um, I don't know. I watched so many different ones like that are free. I don't like, I'm not like the biggest fan of going to theaters because it's such like a build-up to get there. But I liked Get Out. I really liked Hush. I liked Hush, uh, too. Those are two, like, yeah, I guess those are two of my more favorite ones. There's a few others that I'm not thinking of. I I think I fell into horror, not even horror, I guess, uh, but Skeleton Key was, like, the start of it all. Oh, my God, I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while for me, I think, too. I remember that was where I was that. jumping around watching horror, basically. And then next thing you know, I'm, like, streaming as much as I can. So that was kind of where it all started. The ending of this movie has a really pretty special surprise in it. It brings back Tommy Jarvis. How... Were you did you were you aware that that was going to happen uh, initially, or was that something that came along later in the process? Oh, we, we changed like I didn't change the script. I would rather not change the script. But Vinny <laughs> and the writer changed the script like every week. I was getting, <laughs> constantly getting like I mean, for the most part, it stayed pretty much the same. But like the Tommy Jarvis thing, um, I remember Tom and Vin spoke at some convention. I don't know which one. I can't remember which one. But um, Vinny then texts me. He's like, oh. Tom, Tom, Tom wants to help us out. And I was like, great, dude. I, who's Tom? He's like, Tom. And I was like, yeah, that explains nothing. And he's like, you know. And I was like, no, I, I don't know. And then finally, Tommy Jarvis. He's like, whoa. Like Corey Feldman, Tommy, or Tom Matthews. And he's like, Matthews. He's like, oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. Um, which, not that I wouldn't want Corey Feldman there. I just felt like Tom kind of was more of the face after yeah. the last two he did. I think when we all think of Tommy Jarvis, that's, that's, yeah. that's the Tommy Jarvis yeah. picture, for sure. But I, I think Corey Feldman was talking about how he wants to come back and do another one. That'd so. be cool. That would be really cool. I'd like to see it. I like Corey Feldman. Yeah, he's cool. Um, but yeah, so that that was like midway through our principal photography, which lasted for almost like we did our principal photography took almost like a year maybe nine months because what happened was we're filming out in in the mountains and snow kind of hit so we took all that six months period that like the snow was falling or on our set to just go around and like pre-visualize everything um but yeah i think so i think around november like around about a year ago is when Vinny, or maybe it's october a year ago was when Vinny talked to tom and then he's like well yeah tom wants to help out at that point, it was just Tom wants to help out. Like, didn't know if it was funds-wise, didn't know if he wanted to, like, help out on set. Um, and then Vin's like, I'm going to write him in, I think. I was like, oh, dude, that'd be sick. You should do that. <laughs> but 
but then again, like, you know, the, everything that Vinny did, he, he wrote, I mean, every little piece of homage that Vinny paid back to Friday the 13th kind of was written in last minute, like the Kevin Bacon little kill scene, the bunk beds one. Yeah. That was written, he built that the day before, I think we went out to set to go film. And he's like, I've got a new scene for you. And I was like, cool. Well, what is it? And he's like, Kevin Bacon's death. And I was like, Kevin Bacon wants me in the movie? He's like, no, I'm like, <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, but he did that with so many other ones. And I, I just went and hung out with Vin um, yesterday or the day before. Um, and we were sitting there just talking, and he's like, dude, so many people want a sequel. I was like, I know. I'm like, I know. And he's like, oh, my God. There's so many different ways I could take And we sat down for, like, three hours just sitting there imagining all the different possibilities we could take on he's like and we could write this we could write this scene in we can write that before he's in like oh my gosh we got so many different things we can do there so it's it's, it's cool he but he's also just like one of those guys who um as well thought out as everything is at the same time he does everything very spontaneously and he knows friday the 13th like the back of his hand that he can actually pick out scenes just looking at a, a new set every single time be like we can that's show this people might be like oh my god that's perfect that's impressive that is really more. impressive <laughs> yeah there's a lot more than what we had um in the film that would have brought you back to like any of the friday 13th part one through six basically so we have like pictures of the original group we had um Ralph, we had a picture of Ralph that you didn't get to see in the film. I mean, there's so many different things that he put in there that were so thoughtful. Um, there's a spot where, I don't know if you guys play the game at all. There's at one point I'm walking right before I find uh, Pamela Voorhees' head, which is like our big original piece of homage to Friday the 13th. That was like where it all started. I flick a gasoline can and Vinny like randomly put that in there. He didn't say flick it. He didn't say do anything with it. He just said like walk past it. And I saw it, and I was like, whoa, this looks like the game. And I flicked it, and, he's, and all I hear in the background is, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, do it again! Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's just like random pieces like that that he put in, he put on the set that I had sometimes the option of kind of touching or getting to bring it in, or, you know, he would do something like Kevin Bacon's death or the, the head or whatever, you know. That he actually, very he's like a super thoughtful guy when it comes to franchises like that. So it's I think good. that's probably why it was so successful because he did. You know when when there's remakes or like sequels made now, like more modern versions. I feel like people get very disappointed, and I th- I honestly think this is the first one. And I don't know if you guys have seen seen any, but I haven't seen any negative reviews on this. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't seen read a single any, one. Yeah. I I just I, it, there's so many little things like that were that were there like. That if you if you weren't like paying attention, you'd overlook or you'd miss. And it was like when you saw them, you were like, "Holy shit!" Like, it was made for fans. Yeah, it definitely know? was. Yeah, we. Had, I mean, we've had like some um, Jason steps, for example. But at the same time, uh, you know, we shot this as fast as we possibly could, being on location, like I was saying before. And we had that Bronco that you see in the first act. Mm-hmm. That Bronco broke down us four times, and so oh, that no. was like. And Vin, one of the times it broke down, Vinny and I were driving up together. We had just stopped at the gas station, gotten coffees. We're like drinking the coffees, talking with the the top down, 
and all of a sudden the uh, steering cushion just snapped and dragging no. straight into like the side of the cliff. And next thing, I remember Vinny like holding his coffee up, not spilling any of it, but yanking or turning the steering wheel the opposite way away from the cliff. And I'm I'm just looking like death. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad you guys made it through the movie. <laughs> something happened where like caught, and we made it. We we ended up stopping and turning the opposite way into a bank. But um, yeah, we just had so many faults that slowed us down. Being on location, having old products like the car and whatnot, that like things like the footsteps, small things like that, or certain things like us not being able to have enough time to film how the ambulance showed up after the dream sequence of his head getting crushed, we just, we, we ran out of time. You know, like the foot thing, the footsteps, when they went through editing and through sound and everything, the footsteps were just one of those things that just got looked over because we had so many other things that we were focused on. Like I, Vinny said that he didn't get done out of post until October 12th. So it was just like a one day turnaround basically. So those, those are like some of the negative reviews, but at the same time we, in the end, we know we could have done better. We just want to do it the right way as well as possible. And then also at the same time, release it on a really memorable Friday the 13th, like October 13th on Friday. I, I think you guys executed that extremely well. Honestly, <laughs> it was, it, it, I, everything about it. Uh, and it's uh, like I said before, it's, it's not one of my favorite franchises, but I just, this movie it was so well done. It really it was, did. It and I, the Bronco, my husband talked about the Bronco for like two days after watching this so i Kyle would. Uh, yeah <laughs> so I, i'm excited to tell him it broke down and almost killed you guys <laughs> oh yeah no you can tell him our first shot was supposed to be the bronco and it i drove it up to the set and right when i pulled up like right before i'm about to pull into like basically the area to park it um it just stalled and i was like what's going on and it's also like a souped up bronco like it, it had rarely any stock parts to it besides the frame but it also made it really hard to figure out what what actually was gone yeah yeah like at one point we we brought after that happened we got it towed out back like to big bear which was 30 minutes from where we were and Vinny and i get it there we had to leave it for the weekend came back on monday to see what was wrong with it and they're like we can't find anything wrong with it we're like well, it's not, it's not turning over. Like, and he's like, yeah, but, you know, it's not um, the alternator. It's not anything that we can figure out. So we're just going to rewire this stuff under. And it happened to be one of the wires just wasn't connected all the way. And there's, like, 20 wires that sit under that steering wheel. I mean, probably, like, 60 wires that sit under the steering yeah. wheel. All- <laughs> where so did you guys film? We filmed, um, so the scene where I trip over the wire is shot in Pacific Palisades, right behind Vinny's house, and that's that like mile hike that you do up a steep hill. The camp is out in Big Bear, which we randomly found after shooting the first trailer that we have, which is on YouTube. Um, we shot like in the back of this like woodsy, this like it's this people's backyard, but it's total like woodsy houses. Um, and this couple is out there doing yard work. I don't know what they're doing because the yard is mostly rocks, but they're out there like raking rocks or something like that, and then all of a sudden, um, they're like, "Well, what are you guys filming?" We're like, "Oh, we're just doing like a Friday Thirteenth thing. It's, uh, you guys are kind of like camp, but hopefully, you know, it'll just like random um, counselors camps or uh, counselor 
with huts, I guess. And they're like, well, you guys, are you guys going to film at the actual camp? We're like, no, 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 because that's, uh, that's in New Jersey. We can't do it. And they're like, no, 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 like the, the uni camp, UCLA's camp. We're like, where's that? And they're like, oh, it's like a half mile up the road. And we're like, well, can you show us where? So they grab these like super old maps because this family has had the house pass through their generations for like, I think, I think this is like 1890. It's like when it, when they first got it or when they first built the house. So they brought these like 70s maps that we took pictures of. And eventually, Vin and his wife, who's uh, the editor and one of the founders of Wompstomp Films, they looked it up on the satellite and found, like, this random roof on Google Satellite. That's cool. <laughs> this might be it. And it's, it is, like, a mile and a half off the road. You have to drive up a couple windy spots, go over some rocks, go through a creek, and then you go past... Or you go up this area that has snow bumps to it, so that way the school bus can get up there. And the first time we drive up there, we see a carcass, like, on the side where the school... <laughs> I'm sorry. We pull over to the side, and Ben's like, oh, I'm getting this in shot. So we shot that. We shot a few other things that, like, never made it into the film, but they're also just cool little mementos that we had. And I think Ben put it in... I think he put it in the, the camp. I can't remember. I kind of stopped paying attention to some of the things he did because it was so creepy at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I I was really excited when I was watching it because in it, um, I believe it was your character references Catskill, like the Catskill Mountains, and that's where we're from. So I was like, I I fangirled. I was like, that's, I lived on the Catskill (laughs) Mountains. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, uh, he he had this like little map that, was or he had a look at that little booklet that basically saves the machete from going into my stomach mm-hmm. was Vinny's and he had like six of them and so I'm sitting there half the time just like reading away and he's like all right now we're getting some we're getting something about the Catskills I'm like I don't know anything about the Catskills he's like it's in the book so that was like where I, that's how much I visited Catskills was in that book <laughs> did you so, um did you guys expect the film to gain as much um, attention as it did? And um, I think after having that first trailer come out and having people from, like, kind of, we, we just call it, like, family. Instead of family, we call it, like, family. It was people that were like us, that really liked Friday the 13th, that saw the work that we put in, that kind of shouted us out and got us the publicity that we got to make the second trailer and then to actually write a script and put it all together. I think at that point it was kind of like, well, this is like the point of no return. Like if we don't do it that well, then we kind of just let down like the entire family that we have built with this project. So we were really hoping it did. And our expectations were high that we didn't want to let anyone down. Um, and I think like ultimately like all of our goals, everyone that was in our skeleton crew that worked on it, was to get the recognition from higher up CEOs and stuff to actually do something that they're not doing. And so that, you know, as much as we might be like humble and say, no, we never expected, we really wanted it to, we wanted it to be seen by as many people as possible, especially people that have been holding out on us and could give us that option to make something that's better for a higher budget. Than what we had. No, I think so. I think that's the best way to go about it, and I, I don't think that makes. I think that makes you sound smart. You know what I mean? You've got to impress people so that they're interested. 
Are you currently working on any other films or anything like that? I did a couple, nothing horror, but um, while you know we were on like our previous break, I did a short film for Tilted Squares called uh, Freya, which is basically about like a cabaret dancer. I'm not the cabaret dancer. I'm like the <laughs> cabaret dancer's love interest, who is also a player. So that was my that was one of my roles. Um, I did a few commercials. One's the Baywatch one for Sprint, which is just me surrounded by a bunch of fake sharks. That it was it was actually really fun, but uh, it's you know it's short, it's cool, but um, yeah. So I I do mostly commercials. Um, my goal is to be like a full time actor and really get into it. But at the same time, like I I've learned that from Vin and from also like working on Freya because I built like good relationships with those directors and a lot of the other people on set because they were small sets that you it, it's a lot easier to work with people who you have a close relationship with um obviously I guess that goes without saying but at the same time like you don't get that option when you work on a bigger set like I worked on um when I was younger I worked on that movie with Cher and Christina Aguilera I can't remember what it's called right now but it's basically another cabaret dancer um, um burlesque, burlesque. And I had, like, literally no options to do anything. I had, like, no freedom, nothing. And I think with Vin and with my other director, Shiv, who uh, is a director for Freya, they gave me, like, so much freedom to, like, be, become the character, but then also just to, like, go out on a limb. And, you know, if I'm going on, like, a rant or if I'm going out and doing something crazy, like, it's not me just doing something crazy because I'm a weird individual. <laughs> like I did something that was crazy because that's who I felt like the character was going towards, you know? And so that was like kind of what I was given on these two films, especially Never Hike Alone. Like Vinny and I would sit there and we'd, you know, talk about Kyle as if he was like one of our best friends. And it's like, oh yeah, we could see Kyle totally doing that. Oh my God. <laughs> but that we also talked about the other day and he was like, I think that's like why Kyle became so likable is that he has these scenes where, you know, he he's strong, but at the same time, like, you see him in the tent where he's talking about his shovel that he can't even remember the lines to, let alone get distracted by some stupid little coyote barking, which he probably hears all the time, um, which, you know, I think makes the audience kind of fall feel for him. And then if not realizing that they're falling in love with him, they unconsciously realize that they're falling in love with him. So that was, like, a nice thing that worked working with uh, Vinny, that was an option I got to do, so. That's awesome. All right, I have one more question. I don't know if Erica has any more, but um, my question, it might be the most important question of the night. Um, yes. Do you think that you yourself would survive up against Jason? No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even I, have to think about it. <laughs> oh, during like our first fight scene, like our stunt fight scene. We had just done our stunt rehearsal. You know, we go and eat. We come back. We put on our, our wardrobe. And we're shooting the very first shot. It's the one where it's right where Jason kicks me out of the two-story building. I start crawling away, and all of a sudden he slams the axe down between my legs. During that little fight sequence, I after he slams that down, he lifts it back up. I body check him, throw him two body shots, and then I swing across him in the face. 
well, like, you don't, I was hitting him in the stomach, but like when I hit him across the face, I'm not supposed to hit him. The very first shot that we did, I straight up hit Brian, our stunt double for Jason. And I hit him right across the mask. And it did nothing besides like knock the mask off and give him like a little bloody nose. Meanwhile, we're seeing blood like dripping all over the dirt everywhere. And we're like, where the fuck is we're like, where the hell is that coming from? And um, finally, because like the adrenaline rushes through my body and his body, I'm sure, um, our paramedic Jess, who's also our stunt coordinators, she's like, oh, it's on your hand. And my knuckle, my middle knuckle was split and hanging off my hand and just like flipped backwards. And so she had to take it, butterfly wrap it, um, and hold it back together for the rest of the night, which we shot for like the next 10 hours, you know, so if that was one of those things that happened through a stunt, which I wasn't even supposed to hit Jason on, I can't imagine actually having to hit him and trying to survive after that. Like, I feel like the fallout of the building would be bad enough, but then the tree hit, everything else that happened with it, I would never, I'd be dead, like, right away. (laughs) <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I don't think I'd live either. I mean, I have the upper hand because I know the cat skills a little bit. But okay. I think I'd die. You can you can help lead me the lead me away. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and uh, tell everybody where they can uh, follow you? Um, keep up yeah. with you. Keep up with doing. you. See what you're yep. doing. And so on Facebook, I am. I have a post page, Drew Latey. D-R-E-W space L-E-I-G-H-T-Y. On Instagram, it is at Drew, D-R-E-W, L-8-0-5. So, um, and then Instagram, or no, no, that was Instagram. Twitter is A-G-L-A-T-Y, L-E-I-G-H-T-Y. And those are all my handles. And then I think the best option to find anything... Never Hike Alone, horror films, or anything that the company's doing would be going to wompstompfilms.com, and there you'll be able to find their Instagram pages, their Twitter pages. Vinny's also got, like, three different scripts that he's going to be working on pretty soon. Um, and from there, you know, we're, we're just hoping to, like, do more Friday the 13th, but ultimately, like, horror films that we actually like and we care about and doing them right as opposed to doing something that we're just getting paid for that we don't really care about. That's and what that's we love to hear. that's why we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with us today. We really had a blast uh, hearing that's, about the movie. Of course. That's, I've got a good story. This is, like, one more Vinny oh, story. Oh, go for it. I haven't given it up. So, when our very first shoots, we go up to Big Bear, and we're setting up our cab or our camp. This is before we have a set designer. This is like all we have basically besides camera equipment is a wardrobe and cars. And that's about it. And um, we were setting up Jason's little office where you see Jason run back after Kyle gets thrown in the tree and runs off in the woods. This is where Jason runs back, opens the, the door and grabs his machete and starts running after Kyle on the trails. Um, and that little office right there was, when we first got there, it was all broken windows and boarded up pieces of furniture and stuff like that. It was, it was weird. Um, but we broke it all down. Um, we started setting it up to a creepy enough office for Jason. And Vinny, being Vinny, 
and doing as much as he can on set, he reaches over to through the window to try to grab something to pull it up, nail it in, so that way the window looks just a little creepier. But he sliced his arm on a piece of glass that was still in the window. And instead of going straight to the hospital at like three in the afternoon, he decided to take his sweatshirt, wrap it around his arm, and then take his T-shirt. So now he's wearing no shirt and just pants and make a sling out of it. And he directed the entire day that way. That's that, a true. That, yeah, that is like dedication to, yeah. to a T. <laughs> That's like, you know, a testament to how much, you know, Vinny cared about this film, which made, I, I think it was just like a domino effect into every other person on this film. That's we awesome. are really looking forward to seeing what else you guys yeah, come out with. Yeah, seriously, make more. This Please. was just like, it, it really, uh, for me, like, it was so hard for me to even believe that it was like a fan, fan film, honestly. Like, it just, it, it, the way it was filmed, the directing, like, everything about it from beginning to end was completely solid. And watching it, I was like, completely blown away by it so it definitely it, we are super super excited for whatever else you guys have coming at us yeah we'll be fans for life sorry i got my little man in the background but uh, <laughs> but uh no thank you i appreciate that that's gonna be fun i can't wait to see what is next for us on this uh womp stumps films adventure hopefully it's more friday 13th though that's like our, our hope <laughs> that'd be awesome that would We'd definitely really... be awesome that's uh when dylan when he finished it, he's like, they need to make a sequel. They need to. Like, I need more of this because it was too good. You know, we don't want it to end yet. You talk to, like, a bunch of the guys on this project. and I mean, guys and um, girls involved, like, everyone who was on board, they, they all had so many ideas. And there's so many options, too, options to, like, go about taking this into whatever direction we want to. So I think that was kind of, like, one of the other things, too, is we got done and we we're just like, well, what do we – do now and be like, do we make another one? Because we can. We're like, well, no, we can't. We don't have the money to anymore. But if we had the money, we definitely, we definitely could. That's just like one of those things where I don't know. You get you get done with the film and you fall in love with it, especially after working on it for as long as we did. And uh, we fell in love with each other too. Like we all were best friends. So that was the other problem is that now we have to go off and actually do it. Work on sets that you know maybe we're not. As we're definitely not as close to other people on those sets, but it's going to be one of those projects where we hopefully are able to come back and do something more with it than just see it be a solo piece of work, a solo fan film. Well, we'll definitely keep hope that we'll see more from you guys because it was, when I say it, like, I, it was so, so, so good. And, and this is like, we're huge horror fans. And we're, like, anti-sequels, anti-more. And this was just blew our minds. So you guys did a good job. Like, for oh, sure. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we don't want to keep you too late. Um, thank you for coming on. Everybody, please, if you haven't checked out Never Hike Alone, please, please go check it out. Um, if you listen to this, sorry for ruining the ending. <laughs> <laughs>